0: podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health/slash podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing, and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Today, I have an outstanding guest for you. Her name is Serena Oppenheim. She's the founder at Good Zing. She's the CEO there as well. And what they do at GoodZing is that they're a tech-enabled platform democratizing health information. GoodZing gives users access to a greater degree of self-care while improving health literacy. The expert and user-generated content, the platform brings a world of health and wellness together. Now, this topic of wellness continues to come up in the discussions that we have with our guests and in the general healthcare conversations out there. So this is a podcast that you're going to want to tune into. Serena at Goodzing won the 2016 Business of Wellness Pitch Contest and was voted people choice before it launched in 2017 spring. It's been featured in the Evening Standard, the Huffington Post, and Virgin. So without further ado, it's a true pleasure to welcome you on the podcast, Serena.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Now, Serena, did I leave anything out in the intro that you want to share with the listeners?
1: Not really when it comes to good zing. Um, Sort of more, I guess, from a personal background, which is unlike most people who come into the health space, you know, I haven't come in as a doctor. I haven't come in from the medical angle. I've come in because I know what it's like to lose your health. And you really don't know what you've got until your health's gone. So my personal background mm. is that in 2005, when I graduated from college in the US, I might have partied a bit too much. Mm. And I ended up with viral meningitis, which developed into chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, both serious issues, but not sort of heavily medical, not something that a drug can cure, not something that um, is life threatening, but is life altering. And so when I actually started this business, which was marginally by accident, is I realized that I'm, I'm totally obsessed with the health space because this is what actually has a huge impact on people's life. Yes, there's some great businesses in hotels or in food or in shopping, but actually without health, you're nothing, So that's why I'm so passionate about this industry and it's great that people like you are doing podcasts like this, bringing the communities together.
0: Serena, what a great call out. And listeners, you're healthy, most likely. You're listening to this and you're healthy and maybe you're taking for granted that health. And Serena's message here is strong, right? I mean, without that health, wealth is insignificant. It's a basis that we all need to continue building on and keeping strong. It's clear why you got into the business, Serena. What about a hot topic that you feel that needs to be on every medical leader's agenda today? And how are you guys at Goodzing addressing it?
1: So I'm I pretty much obsessed about this one point, which <laughs> is improving health literacy. Because if we don't have strong health literacy, then all the other things we're doing around it just don't work. Mm-hmm. You need that strong health literacy to have the positive health, health outcomes. So I was doing some research around this a couple of months ago. And I read this report, which said that only 12% of adult Americans, and I know the figure is roughly similar in the UK and Central Europe as well, can be expected to fully understand their health and the implications. So whether that comes down to navigating health systems, understanding what the doctors are telling them, understanding what they should eat, what they should do, is it turns out that we're taught many wonderful things in school and in education but in the way that actually gives people a proper understanding of health literacy, we're not taught that. And so if my one big bugbear is that every medical leader and everyone in the health space should actually be thinking, how do we improve everyone? And We're not just talking about the elite and we're not just just talking about the poor, but everyone's health literacy. So they can actually take a stronger directive to look after their own health, a stronger understanding that, you know, if they are sick and they get told to take pills why they have to take those pills at that time, why they have to eat before that pill, why they have to exercise. Because just from my own health experience, when a doctor says to me, oh, you should exercise more. I'm like, yeah, that's what they all say. But actually, (laughs) why do do that? And what impact does it actually have? and it all comes down to health literacy. And I'm sorry, I'm totally obsessed with this area.
0: No, you know what? It's great to be obsessed with this area. And for the providers listening, for the med device companies, really pharma companies, everybody listening, this health literacy is a serious thing. We as healthcare leaders suffer from the curse of knowledge. And the curse of knowledge is that we know the topics inside and out. We're at a level 10. And companies like Serena's help us touch our end user, our patient, our customer at level two, which is really where we need to be. And so many of us are missing the mark. So I'm excited to really dive into some of these things that Serena speaks to us about. In particular, Serena, I'd love to hear about an example that you and your company have done to improve outcomes by doing things differently in literacy.
1: Well, before I even get to that point, I should point out that I'm definitely not at a level 10. I'm probably more than <laughs> zero. So, you know, I was first, I did not do well in science at school. My concept of basic biology is very low. So when I'm building out good zing, and when we're looking at the platform and when we're editing articles that doctors have written or editing articles that nutritionists write and looking at health tips, we always say like, bring it back to layman's terms. Because yeah. let's say someone says... You should eat more fiber. Really? I'm a pretty educated person, but this isn't my area of expertise. What the hell do they mean by fiber? How yeah. much should I be eating? Should I be having supplements? Should I not? Yeah. It's breaking it down, idiot proof. And it's the same in any industry. So I used to work in renewable energy, and I remember my first couple of weeks working in the space as everyone would throw jargon at me, and you slowly get it. But the problem in the health space is there is so many job, jar- there is so much jargon. And there's sort of a wonderful thing that doctors are gods because they save our lives, which is, and like the doctors that have saved my life, I've had nine operations. I've had a whole bunch of other issues that I haven't mentioned. I freaking love all my doctors, but at the same time, the ones that have had most impact, are the ones that have broken it down for me. So I've actually understood what's going on in my own body without having the fear that I'm too stupid to get it or that they know everything when actually, you know, your own body. But going back to your question, I guess it's the biggest thing that is when people come to us and say they found a tip on Goodzing that helped. So there's one story that always makes me smile, which is, um, so occasionally we get sort of messages, emails via social media, people saying that they found tips that worked. But there's one story I really loved because it was a mother of three young kids based in Amsterdam. And she emailed us to say that her two or three year old daughter had really, really bad eczema and they'd seen lots of different doctors. And a kid had been put on very strong medicines for it. I think it was steroids. And she wrote to say that she'd gone on Good Ding, found a whole bunch of different eczema related remedies and, from the experts, and had gone to her doctor and said, hey, can I try some of these? And she started putting her kid in an oat bath or something. And, you know, a very random home remedy.
0: Yeah.
1: And the kid's eczema has actually dramatically improved. And she would taken in some of the nutrition tips. And the kid is not actually on drugs anymore for the eczema. And they have it under control. And I, quite frankly, if that only happened to one person, I'd be like, okay, we fulfilled it.
0: Mm-hmm. Fulfilled the
1: mission of the company. But the fact is that it's happening a lot more. But what's quite interesting is actually when we started this, it was only for common ailments. So things like eczema or insomnia, and we'd put up things like fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome because I'd had those and I knew how hard it was to find that health content without it sort of being a blog space where people were ranting and raving about how terrible they felt. I wanted practical solutions and that was the point. But then actually a friend came to me and said, I think you should put mental health up there. And this was a couple of years ago when we were still in beta. It was still an idea. It was before mental health had become trendy. And that is the area that we're seeing the most results because mental health is still something like people are happy to go around saying they've got eczema. They're not happy to go around say they've got embarrassing things like constipation, but it's more sort of the day-to-day issues. But when it comes to mental health, people in the UK, and I know from my experience in the US, they're not that happy to talk about the fact that they're struggling with panic attacks Or anxiety. Being vulnerable is very hard in our Western society. So what we're seeing is people coming to us saying that they found a great meditation on Good Zing, or they found psychiatrists talking about why you should see a psychiatrist, and they've started seeing one and it's really helped them. So the whole point is everyone heals differently. And what we're seeing is that people are using Good Zing very differently to find tips that help. And that just makes me very happy.
0: That's pretty cool. Folks, if you go to GoodZing.com, You're going to see they have a very easy-to-navigate site. You search (laughs) topics from A to Z. I'm
1: actually going to push back on that, and I apologize if anyone is looking at GoodZing. Our UX is (laughs) terrible, and it's like one of our biggest screw-ups. So I will let you go I don't think it's that bad. Trust me. I think it's
0: pretty straightforward. But, hey, you know, we're our own worst critics.
1: Well, come Um, with the fact we're an entirely bootstrap startup. We didn't take any capital (laughs) because when we did – A couple of big VCs in New York said they liked it, they were in, but they wanted us to charge people for access to the wellbeing tips, which went against every core belief of why I was starting this, which was giving access to people who didn't otherwise have it. So we decided just to bootstrap it. And it's been a great decision on some reasons, but we are currently working on fixing our UX. So hopefully in the next two months, it'll look better.
0: Well, folks, I'll tell you, it's not that bad. <laughs> and if you go to the website, goodzing.com, whatever it is that you're feeling, right? Maybe you have a a sore tooth, a toothache, or or a migraine, or an earache, or whatever. You, you go in there, you find it, and you click on it. You click on toothache, for instance. And similar to a blog page where you have all the blog posts on it, you have solutions that pop up for that particular one Kind of cool and definitely beats Googling and getting a bunch of ads and random things. Try Goodzing next time. Definitely a fascinating platform to find those solutions to the things that may pop up for you or your kids. Very nice. Very nicely done,
1: Serena. Thank you. The big thing is also that it's user generated. So let's say someone out there, you have a great tip for eczema, just because we were on that topic that your grandmother swore by or that your nurse told you about. Put it into the system because the whole point is user-generated content mm-hmm. because we all have these great tips on our own head. Think about all the times you've been sitting around having lunch with friends or at a brunch and someone says, I've got a sore throat, but you know I can't have time to be sick. Someone will always come up with a solution. Yes. So that's the whole thing about it is like, let's bring all these solutions into one place. Let's have them all rated and reviewed. We've got all of these experts from different backgrounds also putting in their tips. So ultimately, let's have a top 10 list. And that's the aim of it.
0: Love it. Serena, you guys are doing a great job. Can you share a time with the listeners when you had a setback or something didn't go well? Besides your UX, of course.
1: Besides our UX. um, (laughs) Yeah. So we've made so many mistakes along the way. What did Um, you learn from it? What do I learn from it is, is many, but it's basically as an entrepreneur, it's about resilience. It's about tenacity Mm -hmm. and just getting back up. About a year ago, we sent out an email that wasn't necessarily the quality that it should have been. We got um, a bit of negative attention from some UK bloggers. And, you know, it was actually great because it made us take a step back and think, actually, we've got to be 10 times more responsible than we thought. But this is this is health content. This is health information. And there are a lot of incredibly vulnerable young people out there. Their only knowledge of health or their only knowledge of everything is via Google. So um, we sort of looked around in different ways we could improve our content. and We came across something called the Well-Spoken Mark, mm-hmm. which is um, in the UK and the US. And basically what they're looking at is well-being content, so wellness content, which, as we all know, you know, you only have to flick through Instagram and you have a young, beautiful blogger doing an amazing yoga pose on a beach who's giving a whole bunch of health advice, but is probably not actually qualified to do so. So, what we've worked with this company, Well Spoken, is to ensure that our platform is as keen and as responsible as possible. So, all these people at the Well Spoken mark have all worked in um, pharma or health, and we've just been clearing things up. So there's certain topics that we're not really going into anymore. We're checking absolutely every expert certification. We are, no tip goes live on the site without our approval. You know, we're doing all these things just to be as responsible as possible. But, you know, we should have done that from day one, but it was a mistake and we've learned from it and we've actually improved the product as a result.
0: That's awesome. And the important thing is that you... Get out there, start something, and iterate as you go forward.
1: Yes. And as every startup founder knows, no matter what space it is, you're constantly learning and you're constantly iterating because you think you know what you're building. But actually, once people start touching and feeling that product, it's a whole different kettle of fish.
0: Absolutely. And this message has come up a lot, listeners. So hopefully, you're taking note. Don't build it fully and expect them to come. You've got to build it somewhat, get some feedback and keep iterating just like Serena and her team have. Serena, what would you say one of your proudest medical leadership experiences to date
1: is? We see, I would never put myself in the word medical because for me, medical is all the wonderful doctors. It's the wonderful nurses. It's the wonderful people who run hospitals and run sort of what you do, you know, within sort of more medical devices. For me, it's more about well-being. But I would say one of the proudest things is sort of reaching personal milestones. So um, when we launched in May last year, May 2017, you know, we had a feeling of where we wanted to be a year later in terms of numbers, unique to the site. And we blew through the roof of that in five months. And then we blew through the roof of our second year goal at actually at the end of year one. So sort of the proud moment is reaching those. So knowing that we're reaching so many consumers, but the other aspect is that's very proud is to see people in the medical community starting to reach out to us. Speaking at different conferences, basically the medical community, what makes me proud is when they realize that actually sometimes people like me who were the patient, we're the consumers, that we're coming at from a different angle and that we are generally trying to help people. We're not trying to innovate in a way to get rid of them. We're just trying to be there to help people. And sort of when names that I really, really respect in the industry um, have given us the okay that they've liked us or they've invited us to speak, that's when I get very proud. But look, I'll be proud when there's 100 million people every month coming to this and finding all their solutions. That's when I'll be proud.
0: That's awesome. You've done a lot and a lot more to go. What would you say right now is an exciting project or focus that you guys are working on?
1: Something we're quite excited about. So at the moment, we've got four categories. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. got bad habits, emotions, beauty, and common ailments, which is the one we started off at. What we're beginning to look at now is what are the other categories we should be looking at. So obviously, pregnancy and baby are two of the biggest ones, but there's so many different topics within it. And so we're starting to look at how we can roll that out in the coming year. But with that, we've got to find a whole lot more experts. So, you know, we're recruiting from midwives, nurses, pediatricians, doctors. We want a lot more mothers as users on the platform so that they can share their experiences, you know, from baby's teething or what to do when your ankles are swollen when you're pregnant. So all those kind of topics and sort of continually adding more content to the platform. That's what I'm really excited about.
0: That is exciting. And if you had that category, you know, I've got a 16-month-old, I know my wife and I, would have been on your good zing constantly. <laughs> <laughs> There's always no, something new. I
1: realized, but you know, that's a mistake I learned. You know, I didn't have kids. And so when I started this, I was like, well, wow, these are the issues I struggle with. And my friend came to me saying, mental health. And you know, so I went with the ones. When you're building a product, you go with what you know. And then now a lot more of my friends have kids. You know, my sisters have lots of beautiful children. So now I'm realizing that actually it's the pregnancy and baby category which, you know, so many people are struggling they're struggling with confidence. And we used to raise children in a village so there were always different people you could talk to. But now we're all living away from our families and it's it's smaller family units. So who do you turn to for sort of what to do for your kids teething when you find that doesn't work, but there might be another route. So yeah, that's our next big project, which is terrifying. (laughs)
0: I love it. No, it's super exciting as well. Terrifying and exciting. And uh, I know you guys will do well. Serena, getting to the end of this here, let's pretend you and I are building a course on wellness, on what it takes to be successful in health. It's the 101 of Serena. So we're going to write a syllabus, four questions that I'll ask you lightning round style, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Ready. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Health literacy. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid?
1: Not trusting your own gut. You know what's best for you.
0: How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Constantly innovate. What's one area of focus that should drive everything in your company?
1: Content, content, content. I might've talked about the UX, but at the end of the day, we're a content play and all we want is the best content from a variety of sources so that people have all the best information available to them.
0: Amen. I'm right there with you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> what book would you recommend to the listeners?
1: So there's two. One, which I'm halfway through at the moment, it's called Your True North, Discover Your Authentic Leadership by Bill George mm-hmm. and Peter ah, Love that one. It's so good. Everyone, Gosh, it's them. so good. Yes. And then the other one from a well-being space is Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker.
0: Oh, interesting. Everyone
1: should read this. If you weren't already obsessed with sleep, Yeah, you will be after reading this.
0: Even, <laughs> oh, boy. Even
1: my father-in-law, who existed on three or four hours sleep, has totally changed having read this. So everyone go and read it.
0: Love it. Okay. There you go, listeners. Why We Sleep and True North. All of these things you'll be able to find on our website, just go to outcomesrocket.health slash goodzing, and you're going to be able to find the transcript, links to those books, a link to the website, goodzing, where you could find trusted ailments from the community that Serena has built. Serena, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought, and then the best place for the listeners could get in touch with
1: you. So the best place to get in touch with me is either my email, serena@goodzing.com or Op on social media, but I really just want to say thank you because healthcare is really about bringing people together. And so often it's quite a siloed industry. So every conference I go to is either medical health or wellness, but actually it's podcasts and groups like this, that if we can bring those two together, I think we can really enact some really exciting change for the next generation when it comes to health. So really like if we can all work together, that's where we can have really good impact.
0: Love it. Serena, this has been a blast. Listeners, call to action. Check out Goodzing.com for your next little thing that bothers you. You're going to find some good solutions there. So Serena, big thank you to you for making time for us. Really appreciate it.
1: And thank you for having me. Stay in touch.